Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. So friends, I know that this season has been all about starting over. And you've heard me chat about dating and getting out there and meeting my guy. And I got to let you know, when I was a single mom, it was so difficult to imagine finding the right person, partly because my kids are never going on the back burner. They're my priority, which is why I found out about a new app that is actually surprisingly the first of its kind. And you guys know, nowadays there's an app for just about anything. I mean, whether you want to look up constellations in the sky or whether you're looking for extra help around the house or someone to clean or get a meal sent. I mean, there's an app for everything. But up until now, single parents haven't had a dating app that's specifically designed for them. And now they do. It's called Stir. So Stir is a place where single parents can just be single. And Stir is where you're excited to share on your first date that you have a daughter in the third grade. And it's also where you don't have to apologize for having a crazy schedule. We are parents. We are busy. And our babes are part of our life. And so that means that if we're dating, they're going to probably be part of that life too. And so I love it because Stir is the app that's designed for parents who just happen to be single. I love that there's now an app designed just to help a single parent get out on a date with someone who understands their crazy schedule and that their kids come first. Download Stir or tell your single friends to try it out. Hey friend, it's Nicole, host of the Nicole Walters podcast. Here's where we laugh, we cry, and we grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Let's get started. Hey friend, we have been having some pretty solid chats week over week, but I also want to call out some of the great chats that we've been having in my DMs and you guys have been sending me some awesome messages in my inbox. And I'm just so thankful for how supportive and kind and loving and vulnerable you all have been with me. I have had some conversations with you recently as I've been sharing what starting over is like for me, both in divorce, but also in being a single mom, you know, because I have my kids full time and starting over, just sort of figuring out how I want to enter this world in this new phase of my life. And a lot of you have shared that you're going through your own version of starting over, even if it's just re-entering the world post-pandemic. And one of the questions that's been coming into my inbox a lot this week, particularly after I've shared that I've, you know, met someone and I'm kind of, you know, in a much better place, even though I'm still recovering and engaging with this divorce process. But 
what I wanted to share was the question that kept coming up, which is, Nicole, like, how do I even position myself for a breakup? Right. Not just a divorce, you know, but if I realize that I have a transitional season ahead of me that I need to move from where I am to where I want to be, what do I do? How do I even get to a place where I can make those moves? You know, whether it's just acquiring the courage, but also acquiring the steps and things that I need to get to that next place. And I wanted to touch base on that a little bit. And I think maybe later on in um, the season, I might tap a couple of my friends who can come on here and chat about some of those actual logistics that you need to have ready so that you're able to prepare yourself, you know, not just for divorce, but literally like you know, quitting your job or ending a friendship or anything of that sort. But I wanted to speak to some of the things that I was going through and have gone through and am going through, you know, we're going to keep it real, Um, you know, that really have helped me embrace this process, because even though it's a process that I did not want and that caught me off guard and that, you know, is unexpected and not how I saw my life planning out at all, I have to embrace it because it's here. And um, it's easier said than done. And it took me a while to be able to say that sentence. But I wanted to talk about that. How do we embrace the difficult things that are in front of us? And what tools do we need to actually be able to survive this process and even better thrive? So, friend, if you are thinking that you're in a place where the relationship you're in right now doesn't serve you or your future, that's the first step. The fact that you're even saying to yourself, you know what, I have questions about whether or not this is going to be all that I need it to be so that I can be my best self. And what I found is that that is the first thing you have to reconcile. And that question, I'm telling you, can take you years to answer. So if you've been wrangling with that for the first year of your marriage, like I was, all the way through for over a decade, or if it's just something that's come up in the past few months, the past few weeks, I want you to know that there's nothing wrong with having that question. One, it doesn't mean you're going to get a divorce. Make no mistake. I loved being a wife. I'm a proponent of marriage and I am not a quitter by nature. I wasn't sure if I was in the right marriage early on. However, I was married for over a decade after that. And it wasn't a not good marriage the entire time, whether it was the right fit marriage you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, But I do want you to know that I believe that sometimes having questions come up means that you're able to target the things that you need to know to fix to possibly be exactly where you're supposed to be within the marriage. As a matter of fact, you know, a lot of studies have shared that if you have a relationship where you aren't talking about problems, that's a much bigger indicator that you will get divorced than a relationship where you actually are discussing your problems and having problems because it means that things are in the open and we're not being naive about the fact that things aren't okay. So so don't sit there and think that just because you're even considering what it would look like to make changes in your life, that you are headed for divorce. That may not be the case, but you do need to get answers for how you feel about that. So For me, it took years to get those answers. And that's part of why it took me so long to actually be where I am today. I was experiencing different things within my marriage and I knew what they were, but I always felt like maybe I could change them, which I think is, you know, this is my own personal trauma, my own personal trigger and may resonate for some of you. I am such a fixer. That is my nature, you know, call it control free, call it, you know, a anxiety. You know, there's lots of different manifestations of, you know, what it is. I'm being candid about it because it doesn't serve me to 
to be shameful about the fact that I have those attributes. I see a problem. I see someone struggling. I see someone having hardship in their life. And I am ferocious about providing solutions to the point where I need to, and I have learned that I need to mind my business and let people fail sometimes because that is the best way to serve them. But in my marriage, it was really important for me whenever my partner would communicate that there was something that needed changed or fixed or a struggle or something of that sort, that I was uh, doing what I could both from a Proverbs 31 biblical standpoint, you know, to try to be that checklist of wife, but also engaging in therapy and, you know, moving homes and, you know, creating financial wealth and doing all the things that I thought might aid in creating a better environment. So that's kind of the first piece. If you feel like there is a checklist of things that could be in the way of helping you really see your marriage for what it may be, good and bad, make a list and get those things out of the way. I have had an online store for years now, and it is something else managing inventory and stock, marketing and your team. And I tell you, it never gets crazier until the holiday season. Now, listen, the most wonderful time of the year is also the most crazy time of the year. Everyone puts off shopping until the last minute. And when they know that they've got to get something at the last minute, they hit an online store. So you know what it feels like if you're an online business owner to get hit with tons of orders at once. And when you're buried in orders and emails from stressed out customers, you're going to wish that you had ShipStation because ShipStation turns holiday ship storms into smooth sailing. <laughs> you can keep your customers happy and you can still find some time to enjoy some eggnog or time around the tree. And I know this personally because I don't think I can manage my business without the clarity and support of a tool like ShipStation. Here's how it works. ShipStation works with all your favorite places to sell online, including Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and more. And you can manage every order from one simple dashboard. You can automate your routine shipping tasks. You can print your shipping labels. You can easily compare rates. Y'all saving every dollar counts right now. And delivery times to optimize every shipment. I want to let you know that you'll save time, you'll save money, and you'll save stress during the holiday rush. And when you sign up using my promo code, you'll even get two months to try it free. Listen, no one wants to think too hard during the holidays, and ShipStation is a no-brainer. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce business with ShipStation, and 98% of companies, including mine, that stick with ShipStation for one year become customers for life. This holiday season, give yourself the gift of stress-free holiday shipping. Use promo code Nicole today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code Nicole. Hey friends, my name's Olivia Perez and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. The reason I say this is, and understand, and I should throw out a disclaimer here, I'm not speaking to a marriage or relationship that has physical violence. I'm not speaking to a marriage or relationship that has serious and massive addiction that is unchecked. 
I'm not talking about a marriage relationship that has severe emotional or financial abuse or any type of uh, child abuse or anything of that sort. Those are categorically and entirely intolerable, and you absolutely should seek support. There are domestic violence hotlines. You can speak to your peer. You can get, head to a fire station. You should get help because those are not safe circumstances for your life and well-being, and you should leave immediately. And I say that unwaveringly and without question. I know it's not easy to do, and I know it's easier said than done, but your life is worthy and you are deserving. And if you are in a situation where you are feeling unsafe and you make plans for what would happen to you, that means that you need to go to safety just to have the mental clarity about the next steps. And that is something that you should pursue. Now, what I'm speaking to is a marriage that is not emotionally or mentally fulfilling and may still have elements of emotional abuse or elements of anger or tantrums or mental instability or narcissism or things of those sort where there may be an incompatibility issue or there may be an evolution issue where the relationship is just reaching its expiry because you're evolving into different people or honestly, for some people not evolving. You know, that's that's also a very real thing. So that checklist that I'm discussing really for me, what that was about speaking from my own experience was I wanted to make sure that I had done everything that if my partner came to me and said, look, I don't know about this marriage, I'm unhappy, that I'd be able to look them in the face and say, I got nothing left. I got nothing left. And I don't know if this is the place that I need to be anymore for my well-being because I have done it all. And so that for me, that list included therapy. That included making sure finances weren't in the way because, you know, the number two reasons that people get divorced is money and infidelity. So being faithful was important to me as well as making sure that, you know, that we weren't worried about finances, you know, and that was something that, you know, wasn't an issue in our relationship. So I knew that we weren't arguing about the money. <laughs> you know what I mean? That wasn't the problem that, you know, all of our needs, you know, in a material sense, at least were being met. So, and of our children as well. So knowing this, you know, creating the time to be together, all those bullet points, you know, if you find yourself saying, look, I have really done a lot of these things to the best of my ability. Well, then the next question becomes, you know, well, what does it look like? for me to have an ideal life outside of this marriage. And understand that these are all exercises you can do within this within where you are right now. Now, this part I really 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 want you to hear me out on. There is a fantasy outside of marriage that will not be a reality. Hear me friend. The fantasy is not your reality. If you think that you are going to get divorced or break up or quit your job and suddenly become a billionaire and not have kids and lose all this weight and finally start that business and be a superhero. Those things could happen, but they're not going to happen overnight. You will go down before you go up. You will experience hardship before you experience greatness. You will have a moment in the valley before you reach the mountaintop. And I want to let you know that you will survive all of those hard things because we do hard things well because it is hard to be in that marriage. It is hard to be in that breakup. It is hard to be in that job, but it is also hard to start over. It's about which one is fruitful. It's about choosing the right hard for you. So I don't want you to glamorize what you think this other world would be like, but also know that you should be honest with yourself about elements that exist there that you do not have. So for me, when I found myself outside of my marriage, 
the one thing that I recognized that I had that was amazing and unexpected and priceless to me, even though there was so much that I felt like I'd lost, was peace. I had peace of mind, a peace that was inexplicable, a peace that felt God sent, a joy that was absolutely freeing. I didn't have a worry or a concern about what I'd be able to do in the future because I felt limited by where I was. I had a peace of mind where I could rest easy knowing that ultimately, as complicated as things were, it would be okay. And for me, that was a tremendous thing where I said, I I could never let this go again. That's how I knew that, you know, moving forward would make sense for me because I had peace. Now, I want you to also understand that after you've got a sense on, have I done the things for where I am? And after you've got a sense of, do I have an idea of where I'll go? The next piece are just the steps. And I want to give you these steps from my therapist because she told me that there are three things you're going to need to survive a divorce if this is going to be the thing that is in front of you. And those three things were this. You're going to need friends. I have to let you know that difficult relationships oftentimes, especially if there are anything like mental health issues or narcissism or emotional abuse or any of those things that you may be encountering, they can be very isolating. So you'll find yourself sort of going home and coming back or going to work and doing these things. And really your family becomes all that you are. And you find yourself spending less and less time with friends or maybe less time with close family members. And you realize your world was very limited to where you were. And for me, I think it was surprising because the minute I found myself (laughs) in a divorce situation, I was shocked at how much love was around me. Oh, y'all. I truly did not realize how I wasn't leveraging the love that God had already put into place. And I do not lack, I lack nothing, y'all, in terms of love. And I am so grateful for it because I know that that is a true privilege and a blessing. I am surrounded by friends and family, just abundant, abundant, abundant love. And I want to let you know that friends are a critical element of getting through this time. They will stand in the gap. They will tell you the truth. They will remind you who you are, because in this season of transition, you will feel like you are losing sight of self, but it's only because you're losing sight of who you once were in a situation that did not serve you. So it's not that you're losing who you truly are. It's that you're stepping into who you will need to be. And your friends can help you be a compass towards that because they see you as your best self. And so friends are a critical element to it. And frankly, also they help with things like moving or giving you a break with the kids or, you know, that phone call or a shoulder to cry on. And, you know, my friends already know when I tell you, I don't think I could have gotten through this season without them. And I'm just so, so blessed and so thankful for the friends that I have. Another thing you're going to need without question is a great therapist. Now, I know so many of you are like, therapy is expensive. I don't know if I can afford it. I want to let you know there are tools like openpathcollective.org openpathcollective.org. It is a online resource that helps you find uh, licensed and certified therapists that often work on a sliding scale. Sliding scale means that they can adjust their price point to your income, meaning you can find therapists who are willing to have sessions with you for as little, and I say little, but I recognize that money is different for everyone and I want to honor that privilege that I have there, but $30 a session. 
And I know $30 is, it used to be a tank of gas, y'all, but you know, $30 isn't a little bit of money. But when you talk about your health and well-being being priceless, you know, it, it may be well worth spending. Y'all know that I have been on social media a long time now, going on 12 years, and no one is asking you to do the math on how old I am, okay? (laughs) But building content that is beautiful, whether it is marketing materials or magazines or catalogs or portfolios, can be so hard and so complicated, especially if you don't have the time or you're not visually inclined. I mean, think about it. When you want to post something beautiful, you've got to reformat, resize, redownload, reupload. Why do all of that when you can just use Issue? Issue is incredible. It is an all-in-one platform that helps you create and distribute beautiful digital content. And there's no need for endless scrolling through PDFs or, or trying to get a whole team together to figure out what to do. Issue actually features your digital content in an easy-to-view way on every device. You can make it once and you can distribute it everywhere without having to reformat. Your content is automatically optimized for top engagement and ready to share. And even better, I don't know about y'all, but I already have a million different types of software. So Issue already works seamlessly with tools you already have, like Canva or Dropbox or MailChimp or InDesign. It works with it. And it's not just for people who have big businesses like mine. If you're a creator or a marketer or designer, anyone who really loves to make content that looks beautiful and stands out, Issue works for you. Listen, first impressions in this internet space are everything. So if you're looking to make an impact with your online content, you need Issue. It's the easiest way to make your creative ideas come to life and share engaging content everywhere you want to be seen. You can get started with Issue today for free, y'all. Or you can sign up for an annual premium account and get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use the promo code Nicole. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast and use the promo code Nicole at checkout for your free starter account or 50% off an annual premium account. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast with promo code Nicole. Also, if you have health insurance, even if it is a uh, government resource health insurance, there often is a mental health and behavioral services that is an element of that as well that will give you a limited number of sessions, you know, around particular issues. If you are an employee of a company, there are health insurance benefits that are often there as enhanced benefits that can give you some access to mental health resources. But without a doubt, you know, friends and family are great, but they are not a licensed clinical therapist. And For me, being able to, I've been in therapy for eight years and I'm a big proponent of it, but you know, the things that I've required assistance with have shifted through the years, childhood, business, parenting, but you know, in this, and also my relationship, but you know, now I'm, I'm really in therapy for the first time as an adult to learn and grow and become who I am as an adult. And therapy has really helped me with that. It's given me language to define some of the experiences that I've I've had in my relationship and outside my relationship that really has helped me shape my new relationship, not bringing those things in, and also shaped, you know, how I'm going to approach my future, you know, and, and the people around me. So therapy is just a huge tool because it's such a journey with highs and lows, and you're going to need it. And you're going to need to embrace it honestly. 
So, so many people are in therapy and oftentimes we want to dictate how the process goes. And the best way to have effective therapy is to sit in it with humility, to be able to say, listen, I'm here to grow and I am here to accept and I am here to learn. And that means sitting there and sharing a situation honestly as it is, and then allowing that that conversation to organically develop in a way that allows you to hear difficult truths. Know that your therapist is never there to cause you harm, and your therapist is never there with an intention to say things that are deliberately going to cause you discomfort because they want you to feel that. They're there to be an insightful light based on their professional experience to help direct you to an understanding of self that can help you engage in the world in a way that is meaningful, fruitful, and uh, beneficial to you. So, you know, if my therapist says something to me where I'm like, oh, girl, why are you trying to attack me on today? You know, I'm able to say to myself, you know, because I I really love and engage in therapy and I really want to be my best self. Oh, if I'm feeling some type of way about that, that means that she hit on something that I really need to embrace and unpack, you know, and I say that like, oh, that made me feel a feel. I think I need to unpack that. And so, you know, therapy is tremendous and, and you will need some sort of clinical support. It's a real must to help get through this time. And then the last thing that my therapist said you need after friends and therapy is faith. And you guys know I'm a God girl. I say that, you know, clearly, and it means that I am accepting because Jesus is. And it means that I am loving of you as you are, where you are, LGBTQIA, every letter, every color, every faith, you name it in the alphabet. I love every single inch of you from your nose to your toes, unwaveringly as you are. I support you as well. But it also means that I am very clear on the calling of my life and who I answer to and who I belong to. And my faith is driven by the Lord. And I'm so, so grateful because I've seen and experienced things that have transformed me, including during this process. And I can tell you that having faith, whatever that means for you, even if that's faith in the future or a station process, I obviously am a proponent for Christianity because it's a language that I understand, but I don't want to limit the journey that you're on with your faith and understanding of the world and your experience of it. And I want you to know that having faith means that you are able to have belief outside of self that things can work in your favor. I really want you to hear me when I say that. It's critically important when it feels like the chips are down, that you have belief that things will work in your favor outside of yourself. If you think that the world only works to your favor if someone does something for you or if you are dependent on another situation or that you feel fundamentally incapable of good things coming forth, it's really hard to find the happy in the hard. And you deserve to have that happy. Frankly, you're going to need it if you're going through any type of transition or breakup, work, career, marriage, you name it. And so having faith, at least for me, knowing that after I've done everything I can, when I rest my head, that God's got it, no matter how it turns out, y'all, I could end up, well, actually, I'm not even going to speak this over my life. Listen, (laughs) like I, the worst of the worst could happen to me. And as long as I have God, my babies and my health, I have everything. And having that faith keeps me fueled. It gives me the fuel to keep going for my babies, for my business, for our friendship here. And I want to let you know that I'm not a perfect Christian. Lord knows I'm a hot mess. I'm not 
perfect in my practice of faith. I don't always make it to church. Sometimes I'm in the balcony. I'm definitely in the overflow parking lot and you better believe it's late service. But and I'm definitely the type of Christian who says a cuss word, who, you know, does all the things that we're supposedly not supposed to do, but he loves me just the same. And I want you to know that faith has truly been something that I've embraced and leaned into, you know, especially on those hard days when I just don't understand how things are playing out. And I don't know why I am where I am. Faith has really kept me going. And so friend, I just wanted to have this one-to-one chat with you because so many of you have been in my DMs and we've been talking about it, you know, Nicole, how do I know if it's right to go? How do I know if I need to say, how do I get the courage? Because I know I need to go. How do I do it? I just want you to know that I'm going to say the same thing to each of you. And I want to say it here today. You are good enough, friend, if you stay. You are good enough, friend, if you go. And it's going to be hard to stay. And it's going to be hard to go. You just have to choose your hard. Friend, you are deserving, you are worthy, and you are so, so capable of doing hard things well. If nothing else, borrow my belief until you find your own. Another great chat. I love spending time together. Now I need you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review because I love hearing from you. And then come hang out with me on Instagram at Nicole Walters. I'll be back here next week and I hope you are too. See you there, friend. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.